Welcome back to Living With Them As Truth Be Told. I'm your host, Marie Heron. Um, online today from sunny California, uh, peaceful Pasadena, uh, we have Melinda. And Melinda's with us, uh, and she is going to be telling her truth about Living With MS. Good morning, Melinda. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Good morning. Yeah, listen, this is amazing. Um you and I connected uh, through social media, which is terrific, and I loved when you said, uh, for me, MS stands for Mighty Strong, and so I actually put on social media this morning that I was interviewing uh, Mighty Strong um, Linda. Um, I've read your story, um, and from reading it, um, you were an MS warrior prior to diagnosis, um, so let's recap uh, prior to diagnosis. You were experiencing migraines. Um, you'd been living uh, since the age of seven uh, with these migraines. Um, before the mi- but then your migraines got bad, and you had suff- you had a double pneumonia. Um, mm-hmm. Then your words, because you had always been the fighter in your family, you decided to power through with a "I can do this" attitude. Um, and quite frankly, when I, when I was reading your story, it was almost like it took you walking into a brick wall before before you actually went to a neurologist. Now, I've heard of warriors, and I've heard of people powering through, but that was incredible. Now, um, I'm a firm believer, um, you know, in this too will pass, but bumping into a brick wall for you to see a neurologist is, is really something else. Um, so tell my tell our listeners, um, you know, what what happened that led you to finally going to the neurologist? Well, I had, you know, over the years, I had seen the neurologist off and on, you know, for the migraines because, you know, they were trying to figure out why, why do you keep having these? You know, the symptoms mm-hmm. were there, but there was really nothing concrete. And they had tried all different types of things. Topamax, and then they, well, the Topamax is working, and I'm one of those patients that has all of the rare side effects from medications. Okay. And even antibiotics, I'm allergic to every antibiotic on under the sun. Right, right. And so, when I was starting to have the really gnarly auras and things coming from those migraines, I thought, oh boy, this one's going to be a doozy. I'm going to have to go get this cocktail that I have. Right. They actually call it my cocktail. It okay. smells cocktail at the hospital. And that's went, that's the different medications, thinking, right? It's Yeah, it's a, it's a jumble of uh, Benadryl and some other stuff through an IV, and it takes almost eight hours for me to have it administered at the ER. Okay, and this is for the, the migraines? Yeah. Okay. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to end up having to go. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to push through it because I have to work. I need the insurance to cover this medicine. So, you know, I'm just going to push through it. I'm going to work. Right. So I did. I stayed at work and powered through it and powered through it. And I was like, you know, I don't have the pain of the migraine, but I have the aura. What the heck is going and, on? And, and excuse me, but you were seeing spots in front of your eyes, weren't you? you were, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's. If anyone has experienced a really gnarly migraine, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to that spotty vision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then finally it came to the, a couple of days later, it was where it was like I was looking only through one eye. Yeah, and so thought, that's oh, the optic neuritis. It's going to get real bad. 
This one's going to be a real bad one. Still, no headache, though. You know, I was used to having that annoying headache oh, that I dealt yeah. with every day of my life. And I've dealt with that since I was little. And then, still nothing. So then the next day I go to work, and literally, actually, I walked into a brick wall that I knew was there. Okay. I knew it was there. Yeah. Physically walked into it, and the optometrist just happened to be standing right there. with. Me. <laughs> yeah, and he, he must said, have been oh, stunned. No. Um, yeah. Mel, I need to see you. Oh, okay. Now, for no yeah, for our listeners, and I'm sure they all understand, the pain of optic neuritis um, is so off-putting because if you if you've never if it's the first time you've experienced it, you're thinking it's a headache, but it's not, and it takes you a yeah. while to identify that. Oh, wait a minute, it's right. my eye. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's very hard. So you know to differentiate the two. Um, yeah, now I'm a firm believer in this tube will pass, and it took you bumping into brick wall for you to see a neurologist. Um, so here's where I say, um, you know, where do you get this, like, unending um, ability to put things aside and power through? You know, it's, in my mind and in my heart, I've determined that, it's up to me to decide. I'm not going to let this defeat me. I'm going to make up my own mind to say, you know what? I know that as of, you know, according to my neurologist, as of October, I was supposed to already be either in a wheelchair or bedridden or anything according to my symptoms and what I was diagnosed with. But heck no. No. Yeah, that's right. I, th- I think I said to you, uh, uh, this, you, you, Melinda, were, oh, hell to the no <laughs> on yes, that one. Exactly, because it's, I believe that the positivity of the mind can change things. And I've made up my mind. MS is not going to beat me. And no matter what I can do, however I can offer anything, stem cells, whatever I can offer to give up for research, to help not even if I don't see the end result, even if I show and be able to offer for someone a, a future patient a cure, I will do it. I will push through every ounce I've got, mm-hmm. everything I have inside me, to show that you know what everyone was built mighty strong. MS doesn't stand for what the doctors tell you it does. You have to find that ability inside your heart and determine within you to say you know what I can do this. I can do this. And I've actually gotten to see that by offering this little bit of hope that I have built inside me to give it to somebody else and say, no, we can do this. I'm right behind you. Let's keep rocking. Well, you know, you're preaching to the converted because the reason I started the podcast was because I wanted people who were diagnosed to hear stories of incredible people like yourself um, living with MS, um, not to say I don't recognize that there's other people who, you know, have it much worse. Um, but I'm a firm believer um, in this as well. Um, but then, you know, right after diagnosis, my God, Melinda, you had you know, MS diagnosis, you had walked into a brick wall, um, and then you started your medication, don't say what, mm-hmm. um, but then you had the most dreadful things happen. Can we? Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so right after diagnosis, we, you know, I went to the hospital, got flown out, did my medicine, came back, and then... The one person that my kids' father that was taking care of us, driving us to the grocery store and stuff, walked out on us, and we were kind of like, uh, now what? Yeah. 
now who do I call? I can't see the phone. Right. And, and, and my two sons had to pick up the pieces and go, okay, Mom, we got this. And they said, you've been smiling this whole time, Mom. We're going to keep rocking this, Mom. We got this. And I said, heck, yeah, we do. Yeah, and I mean, like, seriously, you know that stress is the number one reason for inflammation in exactly. MS. And, I, exactly. and when when I read your story, and it was like, you're just like, you know, not to make light of it, but you said to the kids, okay, we've got this, right? We're fine. Yeah. And you just... Yeah, even my boys have carried on that message, and we haven't stopped running with it. And even to the point where when I... It got to the two-week mark, and I said, okay. I called my work, and I said, hey, I want to come back. I'm ready. And they're like, but you can't see. I don't care. I'll be back. I had to go and do a trial run that first day. Yeah. They're like, okay, show me what you can do. I was able to answer the phone, type on the computer, and mm-hmm. show them how to go to the restroom. And they were like, how did you do that? Uh, I memorized it. Wow. I have a map in my brain. And I remember, I said, as much as my short-term memory is shot, I remember things and I remember how to do it and I said you might have to correct things on the computer but I remember the buttons and where they are right I right. can do this I can show you I can do this and I'm going to prove you that no matter how you feel that I should take temporary disability I'm not disabled this hasn't done nothing for me other than prove to me what I need to carry and what I need to do for my life and my kids and to prove to others that they can do it too yeah I know you're just, you're just absolutely amazing so Today you say I have my vision back, um, not in a place where, yeah, today you say I have my vision back, um, I'm not in a place where I'm supposed to be, um, or I am in a place where I'm supposed to be right now. So we talked about your message of hope, and you seem determined to reach out to others and inspire them. Are you active anywhere? Can people reach you? Have you got a blog? Have you got a website? Um, we're, um, my computer guy is working on getting our a website put together. Um, I'm active in, I go to as many events as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. I've just recently been able to pass my driver's test again to be Good able to for drive you. again. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm driving everywhere I possibly can. I fly as much as possible. Um, and my brother's blessed me with the ability to do that. Um, you know, I get out as much as possible to speak and locally here. Where I live, I don't. I don't live in Pasadena. I live in Bishop. It's a little town okay. called Bishop. And there was nothing here when I was diagnosed. Right. There was no one to talk to. There was no one to reach out to. And I'm like, uh, you know what? We're going to change that. Oh, wonderful! I'm going to change that for these patients. So we're. I'm waiting to finish buttoning up this 501c3 for these patients here, so that way I can get that set back up. And then keep rocking everywhere I can go. And I'm helping out with the National Society to make sure they have volunteers at every event they could possibly have. Right. As far as Alaska, Montana, Seattle, everywhere. Because I I know so many people from my line of work and from different aspects of where I came from that I want to see this possible. And I want to see this happen for so many people. Yeah. And and this is amazing because... um, you know, there's so many people out there who who pick up the mantle and, you know, I, I can name them, Cheryl Heil, Susan Simmons, people, women uh, and men who do incredible things, uh, Gary Pinder, mm-hmm. David Bexfield, um, and 
Randy Patrick. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the Academy Awards. But they, they do, they, <laughs> they pick up the mantle and they do things where they reach out to other people. And, and it's amazing because um, the the work they do, like, and, and, and this is not, they don't get paid for this. I mean, this is stuff that they do yeah. uh, to help other people because they know how they felt when they were diagnosed yeah. in, the, in the first couple of years. Um, and it's important, and I wish, I hope our listeners do uh, pay attention to this and realize that, you know what, there's a lot of groups out there that you can contribute to. Um, I'm not talking in money. I'm talking about, you know, social media groups like MS Chats, um, your website, which you're going to send me the link to at some point, and I'll post it up. Oh, yeah. um, certainly, oh, yeah. truth, we, certainly truth be Twitter told. Page, Facebook page. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's a matter of just supporting the community. Yeah. That's all it is, and it's not that, like you said, it's not about money. It's about being there for each other and backing each other up, making sure that, you know, um, the other day there was someone that was talking about how it was there. They just were just diagnosed and they didn't really know what to do. You know what? I'm here for you. You need to talk, talk to me. And I've been able to talk to them. Yeah. And it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, and that and that's and that's exactly why we had the podcast because I remember when I was diagnosed, I didn't know what the heck to do. Um, and so, what you're doing today, Melinda, is you're telling your story so that if somebody else is yeah. listening to this and they're newly diagnosed, and again, I'm asking, please, any newly diagnosed people, please let them know about about our podcast so oh, that yeah. they can hear the oh, great yeah. stories. Okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, I share it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got, I've got like 700 likes on Twitter now, uh, or followers. Okay, I am so happy uh, to have you this morning, and I look forward to getting the address uh, for your website. I want you to have a great oh, yeah. day. Say hello to the kids for me. I'm, oh, I'm going to get your address. I'm going to be coming down to that beautiful place in California. You bet. Okay. I'm going to an event here shortly. So. Okay, well, you go and yeah. have fun and do what you do, and thank you so much. Okay, Melinda, oh, have a great welcome. day. you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, so this has been Marie Heron for Living with MS Truth Be Told. If you have any questions, if you'd like to be a guest, if you have any comments, please let me know by emailing me at marie at truthbetold.ca. Thank you and have a great day.